0: Do you really, 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 really want out of whatever it is you did? Because we could have a million reasons, right? But what you should do is ask yourself why. Be honest with yourself. Why? And keep asking why until you can't ask why anymore.
1: Welcome back to The Cypher, a series of conversations with creators from Africa and the wider diaspora who are leading into their roots to create new spaces for all of us. I'm Krista Valencia-Boadi, your host. On today's show, I'll be speaking with Darno McNichol, an entrepreneur from Trinidad and Tobago. His social enterprise called A Big Box of Crayons brings together talented thinkers and makers from across the Caribbean. And the social enterprise includes a podcast called We Are Crayons, which he hosts, and a mini documentary series, as well as a range of blogs. So I'm gonna ask him, what motivates him as a creative preneur And why does he use podcasting as a way to bring together the Caribbean's best and brightest? Stay tuned. Dano McNichol has devoted himself to discussing the struggles, processes and motivations of the Caribbean's creative heart as a passionate creative preneur. He combines his work at a big box of crayons with his day job, which is making strategic design waves at the Caribbean's largest retailer. And yes, I have not mentioned what that is for a reason. And he's joining us today to talk about We Are Crayons, a podcast he hosts and has developed into an online repository of the Caribbean's creative thinkers and makers. Here's my conversation with Dano. Nicole thank you very much for joining us on The Cypher. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing wonderfully. Thank you very much, Christabel.
1: And you are Trinidadian? Tobago. Yes,
0: I am Trinidadian. Um, I do hail from Trinidad and Tobago, but just to make the distinction, I was born in Trinidad.
1: I love that. Now, the reason why I know this, I should say, I didn't share it before we started talking, is because I actually spent a year at UI, but in Barbados, Cave Hill. Right. So I saw how all of these things played out. I walked into this war zone. I didn't realize it was, <laughs> but now I'm hypersensitive to that. It was an amazing year. um, And it was actually a year that kind of changed my life and my, my perception on the connections that we have as folks from Africa and the diaspora and, you know, in, in, in our diversity. And mm-hmm. it really sparked that passion that I have for celebrating what our diversity looks like kind of like brings us to this show and I think it's kind of a passion that you share even though you focus on the Caribbean right yes
0: definitely definitely with an aim to 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 expand into the diaspora because like you said um, you can find us everywhere
1: everywhere (laughs) so to that end you are the host of a podcast called we are crayons
0: yes I
1: am Dano tell us about that what is it about
0: So We Are Crayons came about uh, because I run a social enterprise that is called Big Box of Crayons. So in a big box of crayons, what we do, we document and share the stories of Trinidad and Tobago creative thinkers and makers. And obviously, we want to expand that across the Caribbean and then share that with the rest of the world. So as a part of sharing those stories, podcast audio is one medium that we use to share those stories. So then we have written word, which would be blog contents. And we also do have a mini documentary series, which is video that is called Shades of a Crayon. So we just took the information and split it into varying ways people could consume the information.
1: So you saying that brings up a lot of questions. This is what I do to all of my poor guests who come on. I go, wait, there's question one, two, and three. When I think of big box of crayons, I do think of diversity because there's different colors. Is that the reason why you came up with the name?
0: Precisely. So all right. it's community-based. Um, we are all crayons, we are all human beings, we are all here to make a mark in the world and we all have our individuality that we bring to whatever space we come into. While you may be blue, I may also be blue, but I'm an individual, so my blue may just be a slightly different hue or shade from your blue, but we're all blue, Right. <laughs> Then we could get somebody who's red and we could mix with somebody who's yellow and we get a different kind of something when we collaborate and, and all of that kind of stuff. So it definitely speaks to community and coming together, working together, collaboration and all of that. Good stuff.
1: It also feels very fun. I love your description of the title, right? Because I think we often people often use that, right? for when they're talking about diversity, which to a point kind of like puts me off because I'm like, ah, oh, that's gross. But I love the way that you're breaking it down, which is like you could be blue. I could be blue, but we're both different kinds of blues. And when we collaborate with different colors, you come up with something new, which also feels you know how people have this kind of they'll talk about seat at the table. It feels mm-hmm. like another version of that, but it also feels playful, which yes. speaks to the creativity part of yes. it. Yes.
0: And we went with crayons because for me, my experience is my first interaction with creativity was a box of crayons.
1: Mm-hmm. You remember that?
0: Yes, yes.
1: Tell yes. us about it.
0: Yeah. Why so, did it stick to your mind? Well, because, I mean, in our school system or even kindergarten or whatever, that's the tools that they give you to mm. express yourself, right? And then they try to tell you no color with inside the lines and all of that kind of yes, stuff. Yes. Uh-huh. Which is an, uh, <laughs> the, a the, whole the other beginning, thing, right? Yes. And the beginning of the end of some people's creativity because, you know, they want to color outside the, lines. outside the lines. Correct. Right. And a pink elephant can't be pink, it needs to be a specific color and all of that kind of stuff. But
1: mm.
0: being creative and being able to express yourself in a way that is uniquely you, that was the tool that was given. And I distinctly remember that. And even if it's you go to a restaurant and you have kids, what do they bring out to you? They bring out a box of crayons and something for you to write on or color or whatever the case is. So mm. even in this digital age, you can still find it.
1: So I'm really interested in this idea of, of you focusing on creativity and we've got a sense of that just from what you've told ta- you've told us thus far right why were you drawn to create this repository of creators in mm-hmm. Trinidad and Tobago and beyond why is it so important that you do that
0: oh so for me I'm a creative um, I am the regional creative director of one of the Caribbean's largest retailers mm-hmm. so I do that as my day job I've been creative since i was the age of let's say 16 17 so i've been playing in that space for a long time so there are two reasons one i wanted to scratch my own itch by finding a community that i could connect with i would travel to the u.s and go to design conferences other such events and be able to connect with other creatives but for me, locally in Trinidad and Tobago, there wasn't too much of that happening, right? I mean, you work with the people that you work with who are creative, and that kind of is the scope of, you know, your, your community, right? Unless you're playing in other, or some other, other form of creativity, which would be either music or drama or dance or, or whatever the case is, entertainment on the whole. So for me, trying to create my own community, I said to myself, you know what, if I start this thing, the intention was to actually do like conferences and all of that kind of stuff. It wasn't financially um, viable for me at the time. So I said, okay, I need to start something. And being able to speak to people who are not like me seemed to be the easiest thing for me to start. Right. Granted, it took me three years to get it started, but right, <laughs> right, just because of procrastination and delaying the fear, the fear of, <laughs> you, uh, the fear just, of all of put that You
1: just yourself out, right? <laughs> yes.
0: Yep. 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 Right. Being, being open here. So that was that was one. That was the main That was the genesis of the thought. Then my daughter started exhibiting interests in doing creative things. So I said, okay, well, great. So this is now a way for me to give her exposure to creative people who are doing creative things in different fields so she can get an idea of what is possible within the creative realm, right, or the creative industry. So that kind of like even pushed me further. Then I said, okay, so but if she's this age, maybe there's other people who, you know, would want to kind of get that information or have it so... That became the second reason. If I'm to add a third, we don't necessarily do a great job, in my opinion, of documenting um, mm-hmm. in Trinidad and Tobago. And having one, that information live in one space where somebody like yourself or anybody in the diaspora or whatever, trying to figure out what is the creative landscape of Trinidad and Tobago? What does that look like? Up to this day, I think it's still probably going to be difficult for you to find that in one space. Mm. So that would be the third reason why a big box of crayons is what it is today.
1: You actually raise a really good question, which is what is the creative landscape of Trinidad and Tobago then? Tell us. Mm.
0: Very diverse. We have some amazing and talented people living in Trinidad and Tobago and these people aren't necessarily who we would probably call the traditional creatives. We have tons of those, but just by the nature of who we are as a people, um, we are very, very, very creative. (laughs) (laughs) Something can happen like, you know, a hour ago and with the, the advent of social media and whatnot, Within that period, period of time, we have people who we don't consider to be creative, putting memes out, <laughs> and <laughs> it's just amazing to me where these people have be thinking about these things and <laughs> and and how how quickly the you know something is 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 out on social media. It's 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 amazing. But so we're definitely definitely full of vibrance and creativity, just kind of oozes out of us whether we want to admit to being creative or not that's where it is
1: you're listening to the cypher podcast with me christabel in siabwadi my guest today is adana mcnichol the entrepreneur behind a big box of crayons so you say it's oozing out of you What are the roots of that? It doesn't come from nowhere. It's not because of technology. Like, share with us Mm -hmm. why you consider Trinidadians and Tobagoans to be so creative Hmm. in a specific way.
0: If I'm to think about it, I guess it stems from the need to express yourself, right? So if I'm to think about it, going back into the days of slavery and where Carnival, which, you know, Trinidad is like, Mecca Mm -hmm. of of, of Carnival and having it start from that standpoint where the slaves would then mock the the slave owners and, you know, dress up like them and then find other ways of creating music. That's where Steel Pan was developed and all of that kind of stuff. So I guess it just stemmed from the need for Mm self-expression, if I'm to kind of boil it down to the essence of what it is.
1: Mm-hmm. Creativity is clearly so important to you, right? And I think you you talked about like the social need, and you talked about the the kind of historical need in terms of like tracking it, right? I guess I I feel like there's something else. Like I think that there is a deep need. That is not just personal. Like, and I'm listening to some of your conversations. You know, like I, you asked, you've asked some of your guests some really interesting quest- questions about how they came to their creativity, right? And what creativity means to them, which I thought was a really interesting question. And you got some really interesting, powerful answers. Someone talked about it being a way to solve a problem, which resonated with me. I was just like, oh, yeah, you're right. So I feel like you see creativity in a way that's very different to others not just because of your job I think it's it's to the root of you and I kind of want to get to that like
0: hmm.
1: what is so powerful about creativity for you because that's the thing that drives the podcast and everything that you do and I'm really interested in that
0: Yeah that I mean you just mentioned in terms of problem solving and hmm. being able to provide a solution to something, it takes a certain level of creativity in, in whatever form, whether you call it creativity or not, that's what it is, right? If I'm to go back to where we came from, in the sense of from a biblical standpoint, yes, we were created by somebody who was created or is creative. Mm -hmm. because we were created Mm -hmm. they had a thought oh this is seems to be a good idea let me try this Mm -hmm. whether it works or it doesn't work that's what it is so i can't think if i'm to go as deep as i think as i could reach in in my mind that's i guess where it comes is just that expression i guess it put into all of us and Mm -hmm. we choose to acknowledge it and use it Mm-hmm. or we choose not to
1: mm-hmm. like growing up in the diaspora right i'm i'm a creative person as you, you've probably gathered right but there is a tendency to be told yeah, yeah that's fine but stop playing games now you got to earn now you got to earn your money right and so you you said earlier in the in this conversation that creativity can be like that's the end of your creativity when you're told that you have to color within the lines right and mm-hmm. i feel like globally and collectively as a people we are constantly encouraged if i may use that word to color within the lines stop playing games it's not even a hobby like i remember i i'm a i was a born artist i used to draw all the time but i remember the day i put the pen down the pencil down and i was just like and now i've got to get to work now i've got to get serious That's where I see the power of what you do. So for me, I guess I'm interested in, do you all in Trinidad and Tobago, did you come up against the same thing where they're like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Stop playing games. Now you must go and work at the bank. Now you must do this thing. Is that a, you're nodding. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean,
0: definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. It's become a doctor, become a lawyer, you know, go and learn a trade. Yes. Do anything else other than the thing that you are probably the best at.
1: Or the thing that might help you be a good doctor or lawyer because we, we require creativity, yes, right? Yes, everything. So, so I guess in within that then, how is your project, like your podcast, how do people take that? Is that seen as different? Is that like, oh, he's just doing his little thing over here? Or do people like understand the power of talking about creativity where you are?
0: Well, I I would say, I mean, I haven't done any research to kind of like get the feedback that I've gotten from the podcast has been positive. I haven't had any negative, Mm -hmm. you know, so so some people obviously would find it interesting. Mm. Um, More so the people that we speak to are elated to have an opportunity to speak about what they do and Mm. why they do it. And whatnot. And and why that is important for me as well is because you see the end result of let's say a song, right? You see the end result of a song, but you have no idea as to what it took to get that song out into the world that you've been listening to. Right? Just from a simple example of you see a commercial on television that lasts 30 seconds right Mm -hmm. you have no idea as to how many days it took to get to 30 seconds but you see the 30 seconds Mm -hmm. so if i share with you you know it took me like 15 days to get to that 30 seconds really okay so why did it take you 15 days after that conversation you then have a greater appreciation of that 30 seconds.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Yeah. So as many people as we can get these conversations out to, it then gives a little more credence to what you do as an artist. It gives a little more credence to what you do as a musician. It gives a little more credence to you as performing artists. So when you say... Hey, I'm having a show, the cost is X amount of dollars. The more people that can relate to, yes, this is worth, or the value that is placed on this t- ticket, it's, you know, I can see the value in it. I understand why it's that cost.
1: Yes, you're talking about creativity is work. Yes, It's not play. It's also work is what I'm hearing. So when you see the value of that, then you're less inclined to be like, why are you asking me to pay $50 to see you singing and dancing, singing and prancing on the stage? It's like, that's not singing and prancing. I worked very hard in order to entertain you. So you're shifting perceptions around what creativity is. Mm -hmm. Now, why did you choose podcasting you have different different ways to kind of get the information out there but why did you wake up one day and go i'm going to do this as a podcast as well what's so important
0: well for me i listen to a lot of podcasts and i definitely think it's one of the quickest ways to get something out into the world you can start with you know just your phone and recording onto that and you find a free service to help you distribute and and all of that kind of stuff. So it's it's the barrier to entry into doing a podcast is very low. Obviously you want to have quality embedded in there somehow, but you know, we'll get to that. But to start it's definitely easy. And because it's growing, it will continue to grow. Um I for me I don't listen to the radio. Um mm. if I'm driving in the car, I'm actually listening to a podcast or mm. or listening to a book or audiobook. Um so I'm just thinking about people like myself who want something of interest to listen to that they come away from it feeling uplifted or having learned something or something like that. So we have this information. We need to get it out. You may not necessarily want to sit down and read words on a computer screen. You may not want to look at something on, on television, but your thing may be listening
1: right 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 exactly exactly yeah. what have you learned since doing podcasting i'm speaking as a podcaster so i'll put you in the spot now <laughs> what have you learned about the craft of podcasting because like you alluded to it it's not as easy as it looks you could you could just burp down the phone but should you right mm, so what have yeah. you learned about yeah. that
0: <laughs> funny funny enough i learned that i repeat myself quite often um <laughs> but <laughs> i've also noticed that trait in some of the guests that I, I have. So I, I don't know if this is a trendy thing um, that we repeat ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, I've also learned the art of listening mm. and actually being engaged in conversation. And that means more listening than, than talking mm. um, and being able to understand other people's point of view without. Being offended by it or put off in a sense because you're understanding, okay, so this is this person's point of view. We could disagree on it, but pss, yo, you have your point of view. Mm. Once you're not harming anybody or you know, whatever, what I think about what you're saying is irrelevant, yeah,
1: because I asked you to, to I asked you the question, so that's Correct. the natural consequence, right? right. I'm gonna, okay. i had the pleasure of getting to know the host of We Are Crayons, Darno McNichol. Keep listening for more insights from him. What was the biggest shock for you coming into it? And I'm asking this because if there's anyone who's listening, who's like, I want to start my own podcast. Where would you tell them to start?
0: I would say be clear about... What the end result is, and that doesn't mean what the podcast sounds like or what it looks like or whatever. What do you want this thing that you are going to spend time creating? What result do you want out of that? And I think that for me is the starting point of of anything that anybody is going to do, whether a podcast, whether Documentary, write a book, write mm. a poem, whatever. Cook a, a What plate do you of mean?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to push back on that because I, mm-hmm. I want you to really delve into that. Sure. What do you mean by the end result? You want it to taste nice. You want the chicken to be moist.
0: Right. But what's the point of that? Right. It's that I want to connect with Christabel. Christabel likes a good stew, ox tail. And it's um, true. <laughs> 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 right. Um, so, in order for me to connect with Christabel on a different level, let me see if I could learn how to do that or find somebody who can do it really well and present that to Christabel, sit down and connect with Christabel over a plate of oxtail and rice and peas or whatever that goes with it so that's my end result at the end of the day so i could take many routes to get there but at that particular time i think that would probably be the route that i would choose so the end result is what do you really 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 really, really want out of whatever it is you're doing because mm. we could have a million reasons right but what you should do is ask yourself why be honest with yourself why and keep asking why until you can't ask why anymore
1: Mm. you mentioned connection and i have a feeling that connection is very important to you tell us why connection is important to you
0: um for me i think i want to impact people in a positive way contribution yes is one of my core values and it that's because I haven't got to where I am by myself. None of us have, right? Mm-hmm. Whether yes. we think about whether whether we admit that or not, we haven't gotten to where we are without the involvement of some other human being. Mm. Some of us may have, you know, interactions with other beings, but <laughs> <laughs> right, but but some other human being had some part to play in where we are today whether that's good or bad that's besides the point but we didn't do it on our own mm-hmm. yep. so being able to add value being able to contribute positively to the life of somebody else in some way shape or form um, for me is is fundamental as to me as a human mm. being
1: Mm, mm. One final question I'm going to broaden out now I would love to learn more about the Trinidadian um, and the Caribbean podcast landscape because we don't know much mm. about that over here mm. um, but I'm, that to me is very important and I, I'm mm. excited about speaking to more podcasters in across the Caribbean.
0: Mm-hmm. What
1: does that look like?
0: If I'm to be honest, I'm not quite certain. I know that I know of two podcasts that come out of Trinidad and Tobago. One would be uh, Kevin Valley. Um, He does a podcast called Caribbean Power Lunch, where he speaks to Caribbean business owners or business people. I know there is one that comes out of Jamaica. I don't quite remember the name, but it's more around the tech scene Mm. and, and that type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. There may be other podcasts that come out of Trinidad and Tobago, which is more, I guess, closely related to music. And, mm-hmm. you know, DJs have podcasts because they, you know, they do the mixes and that's how they mm-hmm. distribute it. But I'm certain there, there there, are many others. I've not tapped into, because I don't use my, I don't want to fill my brain oh, this one's doing this, this one doing that. And then that kind of plays yes. and messes with my equilibrium. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> so um, I'm just focused on on really what what I'm doing and and trying to do that as best as as, as I can.
1: What's the appetite to listen to podcasts in Trinidad? It's
0: growing. It's growing. When I started what, two or three, four years, four or five years ago, it was pretty pretty new. It's you know the numbers numbers are small. Um, Trinidad only has like one point six million people or, or whatever. So that's that's pretty small in the scope in the scope of things mm-hmm. um, as it relates to podcasting. It's growing. It's I know that it's it's growing and you speak to somebody and say, hey yeah, you listen to podcasts. Well, why is that? Yeah. so we still have that. So there's a lot more growth to mm-hmm. to happen, but I know that it it's continuing to grow. Mm-hmm.
1: now Naturally that is highly Culturally and racially and economically diverse So I'd love to know what ki- like, Who are your guests? Do your guests represent that swath Of Trinidadians and Tobagoans?
0: Yep um, Tell
1: us about some of them I'd love to hear about who, who you'd like our listeners to listen to
0: Oh, okay, wow Okay, cool This is one of my favourites Only because um, the person is no longer here And there's a story mm. he, he passed on a couple of years ago um, and this is Daryl Braxton, episode number three, I believe. So recording this podcast, Daryl Braxton was a music producer, like superb music producer. I sat down to speak with him. We talked for about an hour and only for me to realize that I didn't hit record.
1: No! <laughs> 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 I believe they also call that a big lesson as well hit yes. record yes. you take... do you know what yes. I did as soon as you said that I looked at my fingers like yes I hit record <laughs> oh no
0: Yeah. so so we sat for an hour we spoke and I didn't hit record and he, he graciously laughed at, at, at my pain <laughs> <laughs> and we sat down and we did it again granted Boy. the second conversation which is what you would hear probably went a little better because I was just starting out Mm -hmm. um, having gone through the first hour so we kind of like got into it you know but that definitely was is to this day my favorite episode because of that because of that incident Um, I've spoken to um, musicians I've spoken to artists um, I've spoken to people who write I've spoken to people who do business mm-hmm. as well as be an entertainer. Mm-hmm. So it, it's pretty, pretty broad. Very, very, very broad. Very
1: broad. Yeah. But a fun listen. It, yeah. People who are listening, check it out. Um, if nothing else, you get to discover some creatives from Trinidad and Tobago. Um, and, you know, you get a little picture of what's happening in that part of the world Which is always important Dano McNichol, I want to say thank you so much For joining me Today on The Cypher This is a really fun conversation We have to stay in contact, you know yes, that right? for sure I love to hear it Dano, thank you very much for your time
0: Thank you Christabel, I appreciate the offer And the space to share A little bit with your listeners
1: Much for listening to my conversation with Dano McNichol, who runs mission control at a big box of crayons and is the host of the We Are Crayons podcast. You can listen to We Are Crayons and this show, The Cypher, wherever you listen to your favourite podcasts. Follow Dano on Instagram at DanoMan, which is D-H-A-N-O-M-A-N. All one word. You can also follow a big box of crayons at a big box of crayons. That's a b i g b o x o f crayons. Don't forget to like and subscribe the Cipher Podcast, and tell all of your friends to do the same. Visit our website www the cipher that's c-i-p-h-e-r to find out more about the podcast and to sign up for our newsletter where you can discover even more great podcasts from africa and the diaspora you'll also get production tips from industry pros and much much more tess goodwin edited the cipher and i'm christabel Insia host and executive producer of the show thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time the cipher is a my lens media production